Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. Welcome, welcome, everybody. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? <laughs> doing so well. good. Oh, Thank you for week. asking. Oh, you are welcome. Thank you for responding. <laughs> We'd like to welcome a royal hello to you and all of the truth seekers out there to another episode of the Assumidiati Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow conspiracy enthusiasts, Matt and Bobby. So we'd like to thank everybody for last week's episode and listening to last week's episode when we talked about the hidden costs related to traveling especially with resort and airplane and, and hotel fees, the, the dirty name that is fee. That was quite eye, an eye-opener, wasn't it, guys? Absolutely, Brandon. It's amazing how much you need to consider when you're planning a trip. Yeah, Ridiculous. it definitely changed the way I think about vacations, for sure. Amen. Amen. Speaking of vacations, gentlemen, and any of you interested in a trip across the pond? Yeah, Not absolutely. <laughs> Not this one. Yeah, no. Everybody go look at the uh, prices for flights and hotels in uh, the motherland for some of us, England, the, the old the old UK. Yeah, take a look at what travel's like the week of uh, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo, by the way. Uh, we're recording on that date. We know that this episode will not come out until the week following. But what we're referencing here is a big event in the UK, in England specifically, the people are about to crown a new king. Have you heard about this? I've heard about it. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on. They, they have stories king? on that. A, a king of England? What happened? First time in a long time. An actual king of England. A new monarch for the first time since 1953 when Queen Elizabeth II was coronated. Coordinated? Coronated. <laughs> uh, coronated. Yeah. And coordinated. Either way. I'm sure so if you missed it, hopefully we're not spoiler alert, but Queen Elizabeth died. Oh, no. Easy. Yeah. So that was if, sad for if, a lot If of you people. just heard it from us for the first time, I'm sorry. Um, but there's going to be a new king in town. She either died or she was taken back to her home planet. Who knows? Wow. <laughs> another episode. Maybe On another time there, Matt. Let's dive into that later. I like that. Something. So again, that was June 2nd, 1953. Maybe some of the listeners were alive back then. I remember how big of a deal that was. She was only 25 at the time. She was a young mother becoming queen of, of that area of the world. That, that was a big deal, right? Uh, kind of post-Second World War. It was quite the world to, t- to take over that type of a responsibility. So now we have a King Charles III happening this weekend, or last weekend if you're listening to, to this <laughs> when it comes out. He, he's 74 years old, born in 1948. And so this is kind of a big deal. It, it hasn't happened in a long, long time. And so the festivities are great. The anticipation is high. Not as popular as Queen Elizabeth as far as uh, popularity contests go, but still a monarch nonetheless. Uh, it's a big deal for that that area of the world, especially. No, it's interesting. I work with a lot of people across the pond, and so today I 
polled them randomly as I interacted with them about their thoughts, there wasn't a single positive comment about the royal family. Interesting. It was all jokes and stuff like that. And like I just don't feel like Prince Charles is going to get the respect, or King Charles is going to get the respect that Queen Elizabeth got. Wow. That's what I keep hearing. I'm glad you had actual... Well, respect is earned. So yeah, yeah, sure is. Maybe he'll he'll make some changes, but but again, they uh, some of the people that I know from that area of the world they they look at the royal family as mascots or or just ceremonial. And uh, yeah, that's interesting. Anymore, that's all they are. Yeah, that, well, basically, and, I, I wonder if you gave him a feather to put in his trunk if he could fly. What do you think? Wow. Is that an ear comment? <laughs> I can't wait till I get old, Matt. You're coming after me. I'm just, I'm just saying, is it just me or does that guy have Dumbo size ears? He can probably hear what you just said, sir. Guaranteed. So I'm sure across he the gets pond. Yeah, he heard really it. Really good reception. Golly. <laughs> now, the topic this week. We thought we'd dive into a, a, a conspiracy from the 90s related to this week's coordination. And so I feel like I keep saying coordination, coordination, but it's coronation. I, I, I believe is this it is like when they take the sword and they like put it down I on one the side and the Sir other. Charles. Because like, his ears are at serious risk of getting cut if they use <laughs> the sword. Well, and that good. would be tragic if one of those ears got chopped off. Oh man, they'd have to put it in the museum. There would be blood everywhere. That would uh, would we call that a Van Gogh or a Mike Tyson? I I don't know. Well, uh... <laughs> well, it's not bitten off, so it'd probably be more of a Van Gogh. More than of a, a Van Tyson. Gogh. Yeah, yeah, that was a self mutilation. But uh, anyway, we'll call it a Charles. It'll be the new the new ear event. So this week we wanted to dive into uh, kind of a touchy subject. And yet a, a popular conspiracy. We wanted to explore an actual conspiracy this week. So a classic conspiracy related to the royal family, but specifically one of the most loved members of the royal family in history, Princess Diana. So this week we're diving into the tragic death of Princess Diana, Diana and the conspiracy theory surrounding it. But before we delve into that, let's talk about who Princess Diana was for those who weren't around or who the, for those who, who'd like to remember maybe who she was and what she meant to the world. So Princess Diana was born Diana Francis Spencer on July 1st, 1961 in Sandringham, I would say Sandringham. Okay. Sam. Do they even speak the same English over there? Some of these <laughs> names and places are just so hard to pronounce for well, us. I'm sure, know, we're butchering Americans. Sandringham. Sandringham. There's this formal, less lazy. <laughs> That's a part of England. Uh, now, she was the youngest daughter of Edward John Spencer and Francis Ruth Burke Roche. Uh, she had a relatively normal upbringing for an aristocratic family. Now, in 1981, Diana married Prince Charles, the heir to the British throne. They met in 1977 when Charles was dating her older sister. Pause for effect. Sarah was her name. They got engaged in February of 1981 and married later that year in a grand ceremony in St. Paul's Cathedral, which was watched by the entire world. Millions. Millions. And billions. 
Now, the couple eventually had two children who are in the public eye. Uh, you, you've heard of these guys. Prince William, born in 1982, and Prince Harry, born in 1984. Now, throughout her marriage, Diana was heavily involved in various charitable efforts, such as advocating for the homeless, the fight against HIV and AIDS, and the campaign against landmines, which was a big deal. That's quite a charity. That was. That's explosive. She was known as the People's Princess due to her down-to-earth nature and ability to connect with everyday people. Now, unfortunately, Diana and Charles, their marriage wasn't the happiest. Uh, They separated in 1992. Their divorce was finalized in 96. So quite the long separation and divorce there. Now, the divorce came out due to various factors, including incompatibility, extramarital affairs, and the intense media scrutiny they faced. She was quite the paparazzi magnet, for those who remember, as is the royal family. One of the most notable affairs (laughs) for Prince Charles was a relationship with Camilla Parker Bowles, who he eventually married and is still married to uh, back in 2005. No relation to me, by the way, that Parker. Don't let that fool you. Carry on. She's not your sister? No, no relation. (laughs) So that's quite the story, gentlemen. What do you think? You know, it is quite a story. I mean, imagine dating someone's sister and then marrying the other sister. I'd hate to be at a family reunion. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a Jerry Springer episode, you know? Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Jerry. Prince Charles had his hands full, for sure. (laughs) More like he had his hand in too many cookie jars. (laughs) Or as they call them, biscuits. (laughs) (laughs) A biscuit. Your hand caught in the biscuit jaw. That was more Australian, sorry. Okay. Oh, definitely complex. Definitely fascinating. I I was a child of the the 80s and 90s, so I remember Diana well. Um, But maybe Charles dating outside of the royal family was a good thing in a way. It's like he was single-handedly trying to prevent royal inbreeding Have you, you know sure that? that's probably the one good thing like this guy's really late. done because if you look at the <laughs> royal family tree it ain't got a lot of branches yeah it's interesting right uh, especially I guess throughout, could, your, throughout europe but yeah i guess you could just say he was doing his part for genetic diversity yeah he got that right it was a service to society yeah at least their society so that's one way to look at it Now that we know a little bit about, and we've set the stage about uh, Princess Diana's life, let's talk about the events surrounding her tragic death and the conspiracy theories that have emerged since over all these years. You guys ready to dive in? Let's Let's do it. it. All right. So on August 31st, 1997, Princess Diana and her companion at the time, Dodi Fayed, Fayed, Wow, I was a film that. producer and the son of Egyptian billionaire Muhammad Al Fayed. Okay, that he was is perhaps honey. best known for his relationship with Princess Diana in the summer of 1997. And their probably. driver Henry Paul, yeah, probably, uh, were involved in a tragic car accident in the Pont de de Alma tunnel in Paris, Paris, France. Now, despite efforts of emergency responders, Princess Diana succumbed to her injuries several hours later at the hospital locally. Now, Dodie and Henry also died in the crash, while their bodyguard, Trevor Reese Jones, survived with severe injuries. That's important. Uh, Survivor Mm -hmm. here that we'll talk about. Uh, 
The news of the accident spread immediately and quickly, leading to a media frenzy and an outpouring of grief from the public. Now, people around the world mourned Diana's death, and thousands gathered outside Kensington Palace to pay their respects, leaving flowers, candles, and personal messages. Now, the official investigation into the accident concluded that the driver, Henry Paul, was intoxicated and driving at a high speed to evade pursuing paparazzi. His blood alcohol level was found to be more than three times the legal limit in France. The paparazzi were initially blamed for their role in the accident, but no criminal charges were filed against them. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. Yeah. I I, <clears throat> I remember when the news broke about Diana's death. Um, my aunt was like the biggest Princess Diana fan on earth. So, you know, her life was shattered um, when Princess Diana died. Um, it was a shock and the entire world was devastated. Yeah, I remember it being so tragic that it, it it's weird that something like that that far away would cause ripple effects here in the United States, I thought at the time even. Um but it did and it and it feels like it wasn't that long ago. So, but I can't believe it's been that many years already. I'm with it's crazy. You, <laughs> I and I think I'm with you, Bobby. I I kind of felt the effect through other people who were a little bit more invested in the royal family than I was as a young teenager in the 90s. But, um, man, it's true. The public response to Diana's death, it was overwhelming. There was a lot, a lot of outpouring of grief and support for her family. And I, I think it's a testament to her impact on the people's lives, especially her charity work that we mentioned before, both in the UK as well as globally. I mean, billions of people <laughs> were kind of involved in this type of outpouring and grief. Definitely a global, global impact. Now, for the official cause of death and the investigation's findings, let's dive into that a little bit. Now, the French judicial investigation determined that the crash was primarily due to Henry Paul's intoxicated state and excessive speed. Now, that didn't satisfy everybody, leading to numerous conspiracy theories that we will discuss later on in the episode and now. So what do you guys think of that? Well, you know, it's so frustrating when the official story doesn't add up for some people. I mean, I understand wanting to look for alternative explanations, but sometimes accidents are just accidents. Yeah. Yeah. To echo that, it's I, I feel like when it's an influential person like this that has such a broad impact worldwide, it's kind of like the Kennedy thing, right? Um mm. You've got so much interest that everyone wants to go down and explore every possible theory, right? And people want to believe what they want to believe. They want to believe that there might be something more to it. But, um, you know, I think that that's healthy. I think it's good to explore all of those different possibilities. Um, you know, especially with us. That's what we do. I mean, we're the Assuminati podcast, right? So... That's what we're going to do. We're going to look at some of these these theories and explore them and see if any of them kind of shake out to be plausible. Yeah, it's certainly fun to explore the conspiracy. And I think it's a good, uh, yeah, it's a good conspir- comparison too. The, the Kennedy, the death of, of, of JFK, as far as global impact and uh, people wanted more. They weren't satisfied with the official investigations. So on that note, let, let's, let's move on and, and dive in to some of these actual conspiracy theories surrounding Princess Diana's death. Let's do it. 
Let's do it to it, Lars. All right. Okay, so the first conspiracy theory uh, that we'll dive into here and that has arisen since Princess Diana's death. Now, while the uh, official investigation concluded that the accident was a result of driver intoxication and high speed, there are many that believe there are more sinister forces at play. So let's first discuss the alleged assassination plot. Some theories suggest that British Secret Service MI6 was involved in orchestrating Diana's death. These theories claim that the royal family disapproved of Diana's relationships and were concerned about the potential impact on the monarchy. What do you think of that? Yeah, you know, I've heard about that. Um, Even Muhammad Al-Fayed, who is Dodi's father, um, he claimed that the royal family was behind the plot. And there's even a quote from Richard Tomlinson, a former MI6 agent, who said that MI6 has the capacity to stage accidents, whether by tampering with a car's brakes or even by other means. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, and I guess one one thing to point out is MI6 would be at the command of who, right? The direct line to to what? <laughs> the royal family, right? Yeah. So that makes sense, but one thing that we need to keep in mind is I, and you know doing some research note that there's no real concrete evidence to support that theory right you can speculate all you want but there's just not enough proof to say for sure that it was you know really anything more than a, a tragic accident well who investigated point? it Exactly. We've investigated ourselves and we found ourselves to be, (laughs) uh, we're clean guys. Just trust us. Oh, that's interesting. And she, uh, oh man. Yeah. There's so many good points here. Now, another aspect of conspiracy theories in this case revolve around the paparazzi's role in the crash. Now, some believe that the paparazzi may have intentionally caused the accident or that there have been cover-ups and withheld, uh, maybe some information has been withheld related to their involvement. What do you think of that? Wait, why would Pavarotti be involved? <clears throat> not not, not the singer, paparazzi. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying it was Pavarotti. Well, you know. He needs the spotlight too. So you know, she was still in his limelight, and so no, the people that walk around with cameras taking pictures. Oh, okay, gotcha. So a, I mean, why? What do you think they would be involved in an intentional wreck? You know, I can't imagine they would want to intentionally cause a wreck, but I could see that they just got in the way. They were trying to take pictures. They wanted to catch her with her lover, because that's big, big news, right? And so if they were trying to evade it, get away to avoid the, you know, the scorn of being on the front page with, you know, another boyfriend, I can see them, the driver, like Princess Diana saying, you know, driver, get us out of here. Yeah. I don't think they would intentionally cause a wreck. Hmm. No, I think it's too easy of a target. You know, they, they follow everyone around and not everybody dies. Right. So it's like you can, you can speculate um but i think the official investigation in this case didn't find again didn't find any evidence um that they were the cause of the crash so you know again separate the facts from speculation here a little bit 
Yeah, I mean, an investigative journalist, John Morgan, he once said, you know, it's clear that the paparazzi were involved in the deaths of Princess Diana and Dodi Fayed, and there are many unanswered questions about their actions that night. So clearly they were involved, they were there, they had something to do with it, but I think they were just in the way. Yeah. Yeah, and the like I think like you mentioned, the paparazzi were known to be relentless. Now think about this time period, nineteen ninety the late nineties, as the internet was really, really heating up and and these pictures were going for a lot, these these paparazzi, they they gotta make a living. And if you can snap a picture of the royal family and especially Princess Diana, um, yeah, relentless pursuit, I, I think was absolutely occurring, maybe even reckless. Now this is interesting. Princess Diana herself predicted her death. I had forgotten about this. I, I remember seeing this in some uh, some investigative journalism and, and maybe even a documentary. She apparently wrote a letter to her butler, Paul Burrell, 10 months before the accident, saying that she believed somebody was planning an accident in her car to make her death look like a brake failure. Now, this this only added and fueled the intrigue behind this type of a conspiracy theory. What do you think of that? You know, that's crazy that she would have a premonition like that. And it makes you wonder if she overheard something. And, you know, so like, like I tell my kids all the time, like if I show up dead, their mother did it. <laughs> and now it's on the podcast. I mean, that's, oh, boy, you, got, you all know. <laughs> If Bobby ends up dead, it was his wife. Oh, that would be a global man. tragic event, sir. So we, we're going to have to do some some investigation. Yeah, we'll investigate wide. ourselves, of course, and, and find ourselves clean. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's just interesting stuff. I uh, I can't help but think she's had close calls prior to this. I mean, uh, she's been chased ever since her involvement with Prince Charles. A relentless pursuit of pictures of Diana. And so maybe that was just in her mind. Like, it, this well, is she dangerous. She walked through minefields, for Pete's sake. You know, I mean, if you're going yeah. <laughs> to walk through minefields and avoid death that way, I don't know. Well, um, you know, and I'm sure, you know, being married to Prince Charles, who already that put a blight on the royal family, um, him marrying someone outside of the royal family, married a lowly aristocrat, Yep. who, let's not get it wrong, Aristocats are like high society, but that was beneath the royal family. So, Did you just say Aristocat? He did. Aristocat. He, he went Disney on us, but that's okay. Yeah, we're gonna we know what you yeah. mean. Are they the same thing? Everybody. Um, yeah. Clearly, I know everything about the, you know British life. <laughs> but, you know, with Prince Charles, you know, having affairs and all this being all over the news, like, I could see... In this messy divorce, the royal family like, you know what would make life a lot easier for us? If Princess Di just disappeared, because she's clearly the more popular of all of them, and she's not even part of the royal family. Yeah, it's easy. it was easy to see that they weren't completely heartbroken about the whole thing. <laughs> I'll just say yeah, that. Pretty bland statements, if you, if you people want to go and look those up, as far as mm-hmm. the statements that happened after the crash. Pretty straightforward. Um, now, when it, it's only natural for people to question and explore alternative explanations, especially with somebody so loved and so influential. 
But it, uh, one thing to remember, it's crucial to base our conclusions and your conclusions on available evidence. So in our next segment, we, we don't want to be the downers of the party poopers here, but we're going to explore some of the counter arguments against these conspiracy theories and findings that support the official cause of death. So it's important that we go into that. Yeah. For sure. But let's do the counter arguments and debunking. So now that we've explored some of the conspiracy theories surrounding Princess Diana's death, let's look at the counter arguments and evidence supporting the official narrative or the official investigation known as Operation Paget. Paget? Paget. Paget. Hey, examined. (laughs) Paget. Maybe it's Paget. I I think that'd be French. (laughs) Um, Uh, Paget. It happened in France. So so they examined a multitude of evidence, including some CCTV footage, so some uh, some surveillance cameras, and eyewitness accounts. Yeah, see, these days, there's, there, you're going to get caught on camera everywhere, right? If it's anyway, the, the, I think what they found is that CCTV footage showed that the car was traveling at an extremely high rate of speed, right? which supports the conclusion that the crash crash was caused by the driver, um, you know, being intoxicated and reckless driving, right? Additionally, I think there were some eyewitness accounts from that night that have corroborated um, that video. Hmm. Um, Lord Stevens, who led the Operation Paget or Paget, Paget. Once stated that there's no conspiracy to murder any of the occupants in the car. So he that was kind of his conclusion, at least. Hmm. You know, I guess that makes sense, but what about all these claims of assassination? How can we be sure it wasn't a deliberate plot? Well, I guess it's impossible to disprove every conspiracy theory, but this Operation Paget, Paget, uh, report addressed many of the inconsistencies in these claims, so it's worth looking into. There's simply no concrete proof to support the idea of an orchestrated assassination of Princess Diana. So furthermore, the report found no evidence that the royal family MI6 or any other organization was involved in planning Diana's death. Even Paul Burrell, as we mentioned before, was Diana's former butler, said that it's time to let her rest in peace and stop speculating. Yeah, so they either covered up their tracks really well or... I'm just kidding. But another point to consider is Diana's own predictions of her own death. Right. While it's eerie that she seemed to have some of the, um, some foreknowledge, um, you know, while that is eerie. Okay. It's essential to remember that she was under immense pressure and scrutiny too. So it's not uncommon for people in high stress situations to develop a sense of impending doom. Like me. I get that all the time (laughs) because I'm in high stress situations. Um, now, there was a journalist, uh, Tina Brown, noted that Diana was a person who lived in constant fear of being bumped off or killed. Bumped off is what they call it. The British it, way killed, of I guess, sacked. Yeah, sacked. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I suppose it's true. It's just, I think it's really hard for people to accept such a tragic event as a mere accident when there's just so many questions and there's so many theories out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speculation, this uh, seeking the truth, not being satisfied with the original investigation, that can cloud our judgment. I think we have to admit that. So as we've discussed today, the, the official investigation has proven 
officially a comprehensive account of the events leading up to Princess Diana's death. So no credit, uh, really no credible evidence has emerged to really support the conspiracy theories. I think it's important to at least point out, but it's only natural to seek answers and explanations. I think we've mentioned that several times now, uh, especially a tragedy on this level and this, this impactful. So as we wrap up the discussion on the tragic death of Princess Diana, I think it's important to acknowledge the lasting impact that she left on the royal family, the British public, the, the world. Even today, her presence is still felt and, and her memory continues to inspire people worldwide. I think that's important to, to at least acknowledge. Yeah, I mean, here we are in 2023 talking about her, right? So obviously she's left a, a pretty big footprint, right? And I think it's through all of her charitable work and, and helping others uh, that makes her still someone that we talk about, a beloved figure that she is, right? She really was the people's princess. And her compassion um, left a long-lasting legacy that will never be forgotten. Yeah. And let's not forget the lessons that we've learned from how the media treated Diana. She was under constant scrutiny, you know, and that invasive attention played a significant role in the events leading to her death. You know, it's crucial to remember the responsibility that comes with reporting on public figures. And I think this is a lot of the stuff like that Prince Harry has gone out against the media with him deciding to leave the royal family. And I think her death and, you know, the events leading up to it and after really made a huge impact on his life. Yeah, the, the way, especially the way that his mother was hounded by the media. I mean, you can kind of see where Harry's coming from here. And that should serve as a cautionary tale, and it has, I think, over the years, served as a cautionary tale for us all. Uh, striking the balance between curiosity and respecting the privacy of even a public figure like like a Princess Diana. I think that's something that everybody deserves, regardless of their public status. Yeah, well, the truth for, um, or the quest for truth continues, right? Also, at some point, we just need to fit in the fact that Elton John wrote or rewrote his song, Goodbye Norma Jean, right? For the funeral of Princess Di. Yeah, candle I just think in that's the wind, right? Huh? The candle in what? the wind. Yeah. Beautiful song, beautiful tribute. Uh, she was one of his best friends, I believe. Right? I mean, they they had a great relationship. Uh, beloved. Yep. Yeah. For sure. She, a lot of powerful friends and people on her side. Again, a tribute to her and and her lasting impact. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, but you know, as long as there's unanswered questions and there's these lingering doubts, I think people are going to continue to seek out the real truth surrounding Princess Diana's death. For sure. And again, we, we brought this subject to, uh, to the Assuminati podcast this week, not only because it was conspiracy, because of the coronation. So again, for those of you in support or, or even not, <laughs> there's no doubt that that's still a big deal to that part of the world and into that society. I know a lot of people here in America are super interested in, in the monarchy and in the Royal family. So this is another, another chapter and, uh, and hopefully it's, it's a happier one than the one that we discussed, especially since it's Prince Charles, her, her husband at, at one point. 
Um, yeah, because uh, why big, give the focus big, on him? Let's talk about his ex-wife. <laughs> right. And uh, if you remember, Diane, I mean, she she her charities lived on and they still live on today. They've raised hundreds of millions of dollars since her death. Uh, many tributes. If you guys remember Beanie Babies from the 90s, uh, they came out with a princess bear shortly after her death. Again, yep. raising money for her charity. Those things are worth a lot of money nowadays if they're in, in good condition. So her, her legacy still lives on, and it should. We, we feel it should, at least here at the Assuminati podcast. So for those of you, uh, maybe you're into the Prince Charles coronation. Maybe you're not. King Charles. Uh, it's a mixed review. You'll, you'll see a lot of for, a lot of against. Uh, if you're a sports watcher, <laughs> um, the soccer crowds over there in England, the UK, Scotland, Ireland, have been chanting against him. Uh, there's been violations and uh, vandalizing of of royal lawns and and buildings, and so I think some of the people are making their their opinion of him known. But again, let's give him a chance, huh? Let, let's yeah. let's give the guy a shot. Grandiose yeah, maybe, ways. Maybe instead of a beanie baby, he'll come out with like a stuffed uh, Dumbo or something as his thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. MI6. <laughs> MI6 coming to your dough. Uh, yeah, don't be flying across the pond. Yikes. You have been blacklisted. With my ears? <laughs> no fly. I can fly. But you ain't flying. They, they're grounding you, sir. But, uh, anyway, so that's it for today's episode. Hey, thanks for joining, guys. I uh, hope you have a good night. Yeah, you too. Thanks, you likewise. Soon. All right. That was real fun. Sayonara or cheerio. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. And you got to say that you got to say vitamin because of what we're talking about. You can't say vitamins. 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 Check out the website. You vitamin supplements. That's kind of Australian, but. <laughs> Do they come in an aluminium? Uh, there you go. <laughs> aluminium. Aluminium? <coughs> just one you, got you got it. You're fine. You're fine. Hello. You got to take a drink. Dad? Yeah. I'm just wondering if um, both of my friends could come over for just a second. We asked their moms. Yes, all of them. Okay. No. Bring the whole neighborhood. Denied. Just a couple of minutes. They can't hear us. Um, well, I'm downstairs, so you're going to just have to kind of entertain them upstairs, okay? She's so polite when you say yes. I love that. That's, that's, that's how my daughter is. Mm-hmm. When you say yes. Those exactly. Are the... <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Stay curious, my friends. Stay curious. <laughs> <laughs>